Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Word is uh, Texas Tech might be getting closer to firing Matt Wells, whose record is not bad. Five and three, but they are coming off a loss to uh, Kansas State over the weekend. They have uh, also wins over Kansas, Houston, who else? West Virginia. Yeah. That seems a little odd that you would fire a coach at five and three. Yeah, it does seem kind of odd. I guess it's maybe just overall doesn't look like it's heading in the right direction because he's been there for three years. He's been four and eight, four and six, and now five and three. I guess they just don't think it's heading in the right direction. Sonny Crumbie is taking over as the uh, interim head, co- or yeah, interim head coach, and he was he's been their offensive coordinator. He's also the the quarterback that uh, helped beat Nebraska seventy That's to right. ten back in the That's day. Right. So uh, yeah, he's a little bit really of bad good. Husker history there. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so we'll see what happens at Texas Tech, but it's odd that they're firing a coach that's five and three. Uh, interesting comment about Adrian Martinez by Jerry Donardo of the Big Ten Network. He was on uh, early break with Sip and Jake on Friday. He says, this is a quote. He says, you've got this guy in a spread offense who touches the ball on every down and is in a position very few quarterbacks have been in. In a quarterback-centric attack, in a historic program that hasn't won recently. I mean, my God, that's a lot of pressure. And I've, I've felt that for a long time. It, that's why I guess the quote stood, stood out to me, is that, yeah, we've had this relationship with our quarterback uh, for a long time at Nebraska. Like, it's almost an abusive relationship, it feels like. Whether it was Taylor Martinez or Adrian Now or in the in between Tommy there's he, all these great stats and great things that they do but at the same time we have the conversation man can't wait till that guy's gone because oh, <laughs> we've had those conversations about all of them at some time uh you know whether it was well Taylor got injured at the end of the year but you know what it, it was probably time to move on or you know to, I, I talked to a lot of my friends that didn't love Tommy Armstrong, and I tried to convince him otherwise. But the record didn't always help me make my case. Right. And now with Adrian Martinez, the record definitely doesn't help me make my case at all. Uh, and yet, he's. you ask, okay, what other quarterback in the Big Ten do you want? Uh, well, CJ. You yeah. want CJ Stroud. Other than that, you can't come up with a name uh, that is very sexy. But we had those stats earlier. We're talking about the horrible stats 
by winning quarterbacks in the Big Ten this this weekend. Yeah. And none of the stats were good outside of Stroud. And that got you to comparing, you know, is he by himself better than every other Big Ten quarterback when you combine their stats? Combine their yards. Because, as we mentioned, Cade McNamara, 20-27, zero, zero TDs, 129. And you're not going with that guy. Art Sikowski, he had 38 yards total and a pick in a win. You had uh, Graham Mertz throw for 52 yards total. Zero TDs in a Wisconsin win over Purdue, 30-13. to You had Minnesota with Tanner Morgan, 8 of 12, 120 yards, zero touchdowns in a win. And it wasn't close, 34-16. to When are we going to get to the point at Nebraska where we don't even notice Adrian? Or maybe you notice him, but you're really focused on, wow, the offensive line played today. They played out of their minds today. Oh, the running back room was great. You know, and we've done that a little, but we're always focused on Adrian and therefore the wide receivers. Well, it's a quarterback centric offense. So, I mean, a lot of these offenses um, aren't moving that way. Some of them have tried to, or at at times like to air it out if they're behind in games. But I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, the same recipe that a lot of these teams have that we talk all all day long about. And people get, you know, it's not the sexiest. It's not the, mo- you know, it's not the, the most fun in, in a modern day of, of loving offense and touchdowns left and right. But, you know, the, these guys, it seems to work. It seems to be something that, you know, works in the Big Ten when you talk about a style of play. Um, and I think that that's something that Nebraska might look at if ultimately, and I'm not saying this year or whatever, but ultimately the Scott Frost thing doesn't work out. I always thought that you should kind of go back to what works, what's been working in the Midwest for a lot of these teams, what in Nebraska, again, kind of set the blueprint for. Right. It, you know, this isn't something that they, they couldn't come up with themselves. The problem there is that, at, too, at times, that that's going to limit you because um, we see these teams constantly lose games when they have to put it on their quarterback because their quarterbacks aren't in that situation. Mm-hmm. And throughout the year, there's going to be two or three games where your quarterback's going to have to win it for you. Can those guys do it? So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's positives to and negatives to, to any uh, offense you choose. I like it. I personally still like a quarterback-centric offense, but I, I, I could ultimately – Right. You know, coming to a conclusion with you the, that it would be really great to have what was that the 2011 uh, Wisconsin offense where it's it's still based I'm, on running the ball and defense and protecting the offense, but you have a Russell Wilson back there right. that is you know mobile enough right. and and can make plays for you. I think that that would be ideal, not just for Nebraska but for almost any team in the Big Ten. And I don't mind having a quarterback that can make plays. Uh, I don't even mind a quarterback centric offense to a degree. But I do mind having to have a great performance every single freaking game just to be in it. Uh, Why can't you have a game where Adrian just hands it off 25 times because you're so good on the offensive line? That's all you need to do. And then when Adrian needs to win games against the Wisconsin's and Iowa's and Ohio State's and Oklahoma's, he can step up and do that. Uh but it's, sh- I mean, and Jer- Jerry DiNardo's point, I think, was I can't imagine where Nebraska would be without him because they're mediocre. Uh, and the only reason they're in these games is because Adrian is helping them be in their ga- in, in these games. Yeah, he always makes a big mistake or always seems like there's a big mistake at the end because he has to always make plays. Whereas Graham Mertz didn't make one play, not one. 
didn't do a damn thing, <laughs> and his team won 30-13. to 13. Tanner Morgan threw for 120 yards. He didn't do much at all. His team won 34-16. to 16. Uh, You know, Cade McNamara did, did barely anything. His team won 33-7. to seven. Yeah, and none of those guys are, by the way, throwing picks or fumbling. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's they, the benefit of that, too, to, is that they don't, you know, they're not taking but risks. But they will. Obviously, Michigan will. Yeah. Uh, he'll, McNamara won't play that well against Ohio State or even this week against Michigan State. He's probably going to have to make a couple plays to win those games, right? He's going to have to be special at times to win those games. But he doesn't have to do it every game. That's Even Tommy Frazier back in the day, Nebraska was so talented. There were times where you just hand it to Lawrence or hand it to Amon. And Tommy could win games, but he didn't have to. And I'm not saying, you know, Nebraska's nowhere close to those teams. I get it. But it would sure be nice that you should be as good as Minnesota and have a game where your running backs just carry you. And you don't have to have your quarterback do everything. And now he's injured with a broken – he's got a broken jaw. We all know that. Um, He's been playing – and then, of course, he got banged up even after that. Uh, and he's been playing. I mean, there's, there becomes a point every year with our quarterbacks, Nebraska's quarterbacks, where they're just not as effective because they can't anymore. It's game eight. they're too banged up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird to ask your quarterback to throw for 75 yards yeah. instead of 250. But, I mean, it's, it, you know, you, you have to kind of – build into the lead and, and that and it's all you know yeah. based on those game plans i mean that, that's just part of the culture is yeah. um to to kind of grind out those wins and again it, it doesn't make you comfortable a lot of those times you know the 30 to the 13s are great yeah. but you know the 17 to 13 when you can't trust your quarterback on a two-minute drill um isn't the best so i mean there again there there's positives and negatives to to any offense that you choose i i agree and and i mean ultimately i i think that that maybe i mean there are different ways to look at it because yeah. with this sort of offense that you're relying on speed and the quarterback centric offense, you should be able to out recruit everybody in the division. Yeah. So maybe that would kind of give you the heads up, yeah. but then you can kind of look at, at, at you know, the, kind of the, the grand scheme of things and just kind of outside of your division is that you're in the middle of Nebraska. You're, you know, it's going to be hard to get too many of the most dynamic athletes yeah. to come to Nebraska. So maybe you should follow what everybody else does. And since you got recruit yeah. them there, you should still be able to, you know, you, Use your power and, and all that, and I know the recruiting thing. That's an old talk now that you're you know five six yeah. years deep into losing games, yeah. and you just don't even believe that, that that you're beating everybody in recruiting anymore because you're not developing anybody. But you know, it, I I think that ultimately it would be nice at times, but it would be just as frustrating. And that's why Nebraska, I think, ultimately left the option offenses because at times when you're down to the two minute drill, or you know you're in one of those close games, you just can't really come back at that time or you're you're just you're you're throwing a you're having a running quarterback throw the ball out there. I like the offense though. I, I really like the offense. That's actually <laughs> I the, did love the option that's offense. One, that's too, one yeah. the one thing I've loved about this year, or at least liked a lot, is that they brought back the option. And I don't want to see Nebraska go away from it, but maybe it will be a thing where you just analyze the personnel you have that given year, including quarterback, and you base your offense off of it. Uh, four six four five six eight five. This off the Sutter Heyman text line, kind of tells you where the recruiting rankings under Frost right have been. Um, they're currently ranked dead last in the Big Ten. Well, part of that it has to do with uh, taking a small class. Nebraska is going to take a very small class this year, and that's part of it. Uh, but also part of it is in year number four that there seems to be a perception that where is this going under Scott Frost. So 
you don't have a lot of recruits jumping on the train yeah. this year. Uh, but Nebraska has been in the top half of the Big Ten the first three years in recruiting. And always, if not number one, very close to it in the West. They have dominated the West uh, in recruiting. They just haven't done it on the field, and it makes you question recruiting rankings or development. Yeah. Uh, wherever you want to go. Do you question the recruiting rankings or development? Wherever well, you want part to go. It's just not keeping some of those guys on the roster that, yeah. I mean, Juan Dale is the prized possession of your class. <laughs> He's gone, then it doesn't yeah. do anything for your recruiting ranking. Yeah. Um, so, good discussion on that. I, it does it, – I guess it ends up with me just defending Adrian to a degree because I think he is a, a great quarterback. I understand uh, the mistakes have been there at a high level. But it would be – in some cases, it would be nice where you don't have to talk about the quarterback after every freaking game. Well, he's leading the – I just don't know. That. He's leading the conference in passing yards. He's leading quarterbacks in the conference in rushing yards. So maybe – I don't know if that's helping or hurting your case to say that you don't want him – you know, because it's too yeah. quarterback-centric yeah. that he has to do that. But also – if you tell me going into a season your quarterback's going to lead the conference in passing yards and rushing yards I would by like a quarterback, him, I'd take that too. I'd like him to lead the conference in wins. That's where I would like him to lead. But is that because he's not – is that because they put too much on him or is it because of the clutch factor that's been a problem for him ever, you know, I think since it's been started? Right, I mean, the, the, there is not – how many quarterback-centric offenses would you say there are in the Big Ten? Ohio State has one. Ohio State. Um, but their talent around C.J. Stroud is so supreme. I thought Michael Penix was headed that way for Indiana maybe for a while. It hasn't worked out well in that quarterback. I don't know that it is. <laughs> Purdue uh, doesn't run the ball, so that's quarterback Yeah, that, that's centric, and they're always changing. They're always going between Aiden yeah. O'Connell and <laughs> Jack Pl So It's they not have, one quarterback centric. They, but They haven't decided even on a quarterback in that quarterback centric offense. Um, certainly not really Northwestern. No. Uh, Nebraska and Ohio State. That Those are the only two. I mean, and Michigan was leaning that way for a couple of years, and now yeah. they've gone back to their roots. Like, the, we haven't had good quarterback play, so let's just run the ball and go with a lot of play-action passes off of that. And that seems to be the way, outside of Ohio State, of the Big Ten. This is how we play in the league. Um, talk, Scott Frost talked about a formula for a while. Like, the what do you call it? The formula, the recipe. And I thought that's what he was talking about. And more ground game. And Nebraska was second and probably still there uh, in running in the Big Ten. It's just when they get in the red zone, they can't run or, or do anything, really. Yeah, and before, I mean, before this last weekend, so I don't know, you know, what, what changed. I haven't looked at the rankings yet, but they were 15th in total offense. Yeah. And so you're right. I mean, the problem is just that red zone offense. And, and again, it, it just complicates the whole discussion of what you feel about Frost is, you know, sometimes the numbers can be good, but the, the points aren't good and the wins aren't good. So ultimately, that's what you need to move in. And, and maybe if you're in, in your year, year four, you don't want to give the COVID year excuse. And, you know, so, I mean, I understand why there's so many different feelings in the fan base, um, but a lot of that can, you know, can be changed. You, you beat up, a you know, if you beat a beat up Purdue team, um, you, you win one of those last three, you just get to yeah. five. That's yeah. the show's mantra. That's right. If he gets to five, he's safe. <laughs> uh, Travis and Lincoln points out Maryland's is a quarterback-centric offense. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's a good Talia Tunga-Viola, yeah, that's a quarterback-centric offense. And, by the way, they lost this weekend. Um, and they went to Minnesota, and they were bullied even more than Nebraska was the week prior to that. Uh, and it wasn't like Tunga-Viola played that bad. He threw one pick, threw for 189, one TD. 
Um, but when you put that kind of pressure, and that's Donardo's point, I think, you put that kind of pressure on a quarterback, on a team that doesn't have Ohio State talent, and Nebraska expectations that go with it, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. And let's face it, Adrian's not the only one that faced it. Tommy faced it. Taylor faced it. I mean, some guys did a pretty good job of handling it, Zach Taylor at times, but, you know, and you had one year under Joe Gans that he did a pretty good job. I wonder if Joe Gans had to put up with that for four years, what would have been the case? Um, Because it doesn't feel like Nebraska allows a quarterback to stay around here for four years and have great success. It, It always fizzles out at the end. Well, I mean, some of that with Tommy and Taylor is just due to injury. Um, <laughs> and again, quarterback-centric offense where you demand yeah. a lot of running from a quarterback it, that gets banged up. Yeah, maybe it's not not by chance. And we were told that they were going to do less of that this year or try to do less of that. Well, they and, did. They, 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 there you go. They did less of that against Minnesota right. and they lost because, you know, he's too banged up to run him. Right. So, I mean, that's I. it, it is it's, – it's a problem, but, I mean – Ohio's again. It's part of it's the talent problem, though. It's not just your, your offensive philosophy. If you, they're, it's not like they're going out saying uh, we want seventy yards tops from our running back. That's yeah. all we're going to do. You know, they'd love to run the ball tradition a little bit more. I don't know if they can coach it up to that yeah. way because they haven't done it. You know, you know, other than spotty times here and there um, in their in their four years here at Nebraska. But you know, you talk about like uh, yeah, sir. Ohio State's a, a quarterback centric offense. But if Travion Hunter's Henderson's yeah. going to run for yeah. two fifty, let him run for two fifty. Um. I don't think he only had 80 this week, but he had three yeah. touchdowns, one uh, catching, the other two running. Uh, but they're mostly a throwing offense, but he's he's uh, the center of that for sure. Uh, Travis points this out. He says, this is what you get with Frost. You're, you're always going to have a quarterback-centric offense. And again, I don't know that that's terrible. I mean, they did at UCF. Yeah. Uh, Mackenzie Milton, it was, you know, as he goes, the offense goes. I get that. It'd just be nice to give him more help if you're going to really lean that way. Or if you're not going to lean that way, get the biggest, baddest offensive line and start bullying people like Minnesota do does. Yeah. And, be and nice. they failed to do both of those. I mean, that's what we've talked yeah. about for years is he doesn't have enough help and the offensive line play is not good enough. So, um, But, again, I, there's limitations on this offense, um, and it's basically those, those positions. Yeah. But um, and Although Ramirez is coming on pretty well lately. Uh but there's still, you know, again, a top 15, top 20 offense in total offense in the nation. It's just, you know, you, you need some Doesn't of these matter. things to all come together. Well, you need a field goal kicker. You need a guy that can hit a 27-yard yeah. field goal. You need a punter sometimes when they kick 30 they yards They really need direction. to figure out this red zone thing. This is, yeah. again, it's, it's, it's not just the problems individually for a team. It's the concurring, you know, reoccurring yeah. problems over and over again. Red zone offense has been a struggle for Scott Frost since he's got here. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't think you'd need you'd need one. I mean, you'd be running for sixty yard touchdowns all the time. Why even just skip by the red zone and score? Yeah, uh, but they haven't done that. Uh, but we were promised this year that you know improved red zone play. I mean, that's something that they didn't ignore. They knew it coming into this season. It wasn't the first year that they've had red zone issues. They've had it really throughout the Frost era. Uh, maybe not as much in two thousand eighteen, but certainly since then they have. And they thought, well, the answer is you got to run the football. Uh, and they, they're second in the Big Ten to run the football. They just can't do it in the red zone. They can't execute when it matters in the red zone. Maybe it's just as easy as saying that. You wouldn't have to worry about a field goal kicker if you were able to, you know, every time you got in the red zone, score a touchdown. 
Um, well, yeah, but I mean, it's it's football. It's not going to happen yeah. that easy. I just, you know, but in some of it, too, the red yeah. zone numbers can be skewed to a degree. I mean, they, they struggle. They struggle there. There's yeah. no arguing that. But, you know, some of it's if, if you're going to go for it on fourth and make the, de- you know, protect your defense or have your yeah. defense play the long field, ultimately playing a game of field position instead of because you don't have a field goal kicker or you just want to get seven points out of it, you know, that might hurt your red zone numbers by the end of the game but you're trying to you're you're coaching in game that you're trying to you know get a win so you're not thinking well this is going to hurt our red zone numbers we better kick a field goal well what we figured out a wingman is coming up by the way four six four five six eight five call right now on the honda of lincoln hotline to win 15 dollars to buffalo wings and rings we act out a movie sometimes on movie monday uh it might be kind of a theme uh something related to the season today that's your clue on Wingman today, the movie Monday, our acting ability. I, I feel good about it today. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's, it's always been bad up until this point, but I think it's going to improve by leaps and bounds today. Or if it doesn't, then that's probably just right on track. Uh, but anyway, Wingman is coming up. Call right now, 464-5685. We'll do it next. Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. This is Tom and Bach. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.